Hi, and welcome to a special edition of Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Digital Content Director Vinny Driscoll, and today I'm talking NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, with three promo pros who have their fingers on the pulse of this digital tech, Lisa Fosdick, Meg Erber, and Jeremy Picker. In this conversation, which was recorded live on Twitter Spaces, we discuss NFTs, examples of how they work, their potential impact on the promo industry, and much more. Want a glimpse into the future of business? Open your mind and listen now. So hello, everyone, and welcome to today's promo space. I'm your host, Vinny Driscoll, digital content director here at ASI, and I'm really excited for today's topic, NFTs and the promo industry. And to help me with this topic, one that I obviously I'm self-proclaimed, know nothing about this topic, are three people who really have their fingers on the pulse of, of this new tech, which is Lisa Fosdick, Meg Erber, and Jeremy Picker. NFT gang, welcome to the promo space. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you, Vin. Nice to be on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm really excited for this topic. Thanks, Vin. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, sure. Um, before we get started, I encourage anyone who has a question, um, you know, hold it to the end. We're going to speak for about, this could go 30 minutes. This could go 45 minutes. Um, this could go 10 hours. I don't know, but I'm going to try to keep it under an hour. But you can see, a, you'll see a request mic um, button in the bottom left-hand corner if you're on mobile. Um, if you're not on mobile, um, unfortunately, you can only listen on desktop. Uh, press that and we can get you up there with your comment or question. Um, and I am recording this space, as I mentioned, um, so I'm, I can use it for a future podcast. All right, everyone, let's start the space. So, Lisa, I'm going to open it up to you first. Um, for those who don't know, can you please define what a non-fungible token or an NFT is? I can. I think that's a great question. Um, NFT stands for non-fungible token, as you just mentioned, Vin. Um, and really what, how I think of a NFT is a digital fingerprint. So um, it's, it's a way to um, give ownership or a digital signature or fingerprint to a piece of art, a piece of music, medical records, real estate transactions, really any unit of data that you want to identify on the blockchain with with this type of signature. Um, so that's a simplified version. The NFT, your fingerprint, really allows you to show ownership of a unit of data. Um, and then you can sell or transfer that unit of data on the blockchain. So it's like a letter of authenticity, so to speak. It, is that I think, right? Yes, I think that's a great way to describe it that lives on the blockchain is and is a unique signature that's attached to that piece of data. So that's a great analogy, Vin. But it's not, it's not a physical, dig, like it's not physical, right? It's That's correct. It's, it's not. Okay. Yes, it's digital. So are they crypto or are they not crypto? No, so NFTs are not cryptocurrency. You buy an NFT or you mint an NFT paying for that with cryptocurrency. So NFTs are minted on the blockchain, which means you assign your, let's just say we're using art for an example. When you mint an NFT, you're assigning that NFT its digital signature. And usually you pay for that with a cryptocurrency. And then if somebody wants to buy an NFT, um, you can pay for it with cryptocurrency, but you can also pay for it with fiat money as well. And what was that? You can also buy NFTs with dollars or any fiat currency as well. You can okay. even use a credit card. But, but most folks right now, Ethereum is the cryptocurrency that um, is the most common way that NFTs are purchased with Ethereum. Okay, so, all right, I'm taking it all in here. So, um, so an, an NFT then is, is unique. It's, so a piece of digital art is mm -hmm. unique. It's unique. So that's what the NFT actually does. 
Right. It gives it the provenance, as you mentioned, a letter of authenticity. Now, a lot of folks ask, well, can I still just right-click something and copy it? Yes, you can. The answer to that question is yes, you can copy it, but you don't own it. So you can't buy it, you can't sell it, or you can't transfer the ownership rights to someone else just by right-clicking and copying it. I see. Like, if you think of the Mona Lisa, you know, that image has been copied, you know, hundreds of thousands of times. But the folks that have copied that image don't own the provenance to the painting that's owned by the museum, the Louvre, right? So that's a, a way to think about it, that when you buy an NFT, for example, Beeple is a well-known artist in the space who took 5,000 of his individual digital artworks, um, collaged them into one piece, and minted that on the blockchain, gave it an NFT digital signature, and then he sold that piece of art for $69 million. But that piece of art was right-clicked and reproduced in lots of newsletters and, and podcasts and webinars, and people reproduce that image all the time to illustrate um, how it was sold and created. But none of those folks own that piece of art. Just the person with the non-fungible token owns that piece of digital art. All right, this is this is fascinating to me. So I'm assuming that that and I don't even know what fungible means, but I'm assuming that <laughs> a non-fungible would be it's 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 you cannot reproduce it. So well, actually, Vin, if you don't mind, let me clarify that. So okay. fungible means it can't be divided into multiple parts. So that digital signature relates to that one piece. If it was fungible, you would be able to divide it up. Like a dollar, for example, is fungible, uh, meaning we can make uh, pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters out of it. Um, Non-fungible means you can't do that. But just to kind of blow everybody's minds a little bit more, there is technology that's being created um, that allows baskets of data units to live within an NFT. But we can talk about that another day because that's kind of an advanced concept. But for what we're talking about today, um, non-fungible means it can't be divided into smaller pieces. Gotcha. So, so I mean, this is a topic that we can just continue to talk about. Um, and I'm only on question one. Um, so, so what is an example of a fungible? Is Bitcoin itself fungible or is that non-fungible? Well, it's actually fungible because you can break it down into sato uh, Satoshis or Toshis. You know, you can own a fraction of a Bitcoin. Okay. All right. So, all right, so I, I think I have the basics here. So how long have NFTs been around? Now, I first heard about them about, I, I forget when it was, the band um, Kings of Leon, uh, uh, an mm -hmm. artist, um, they were the first ones who kind of, you know, opened my eyes to NFTs because they had released merchandise. And I think they actually released their album th through an NFT. And I was like, what is this? And I researched it and I still was kind of clueless, but they were the first ones that opened up my eyes to NFTs. How long have they been around? Well, NFTs really, um, I think, have been around since 2012, 2013. Um, you know, this is technology that's been worked on for years. Um, it just has come to the forefront um, with this use case of being able to be assigned to art and music. So it makes it digestible and understandable for, you know, people to get their heads around it. But the, the, the technology of NFTs giving things a digital signature, you know, if we're going to use that language, has been around since 2012. Gotcha. All right. So why would anyone want to own an NFT? And, and you kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier when you talked about, you know, it's, it's one of a kind art or some sort of digital piece of content that is is one of a kind is 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 that the is that the reason anyone would want to own these and and how what 
do people do with these things? <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'd like to answer that. And then I'd love to hear um, Meg and Jeremy's thoughts on this. But for, from my perspective, I am a collector of NFTs as well um, as being a, a creator as well. So for creators, the people who make the art and the music, it gives them a way to um, earn revenue on their art, which they haven't been able to own their art in this way um, in the past. You know, you'd work through a gallery or a musician would work through a publishing company. So, you know, it gives creators ownership. It's fun. You know, it's, it's a community. There's a huge community of people who support this idea of people owning their own data. Um, it can be an investment VIN. Um, you know, there's this whole collection called Bored Apes that, you know, they're selling for several million dollars a piece. So there's communities that give value to the NFTs so you can be a collector. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's a cool way to get into crypto and really start to understand the technology. And then there's first component to it as well that some of these NFTs have uh, use, usability in the metaverse, meaning you might be able to wear it in the metaverse or you might be able to use it in a gaming scenario like in Decentraland or um, one of the immersive environments that are, are being created. Um, and I, I do want to hear um, Jeremy and, and Meg's thoughts on that too, but those are just a few of the reasons I think it's important and why people would want to get into it. Thanks, Lisa. You really nailed it on the head. And I think the NFTs for our industry are going to be like the gateway drug into all of this. But the one thing that I really like about it is that it's it's ownership of assets, right? So and it's it's you could put art on there, you could put music, you could put tickets, you could put meet and greets. So you can attach so many things. And then in our industry, how we can use them is we can kind of be that conduit to the meta to the physical and it all starts with an nft and i really think there's just so many interesting things and places this can go for our industry but um uh, and the one the one really amazing thing that i like is that we we've done so much with give back and there's this whole give back component and that it can be tied to and it, you've done a really good job with that which i'm sure we'll we'll speak to but Let's say, you know, Kings of Leon put out those, I don't know how many there were, but 100 NFTs, and they attached all these things to it through a smart contract, where it could be, you know, front row seats for life, there could be a piece of art from that concert that only you will get, and it could be, you know, X, Y, and Z. So Kings of Leon then could say, okay, well, these people are probably going to resell these, I need to make sure I make money on that. So they can attach you know, a rule where every time it's resold, they can get 10%, 20%, 30% of the profits. I think standard is 10%, but this is all still very new. Um, you know, and NFTs, their value does become subjective. We talked about that yesterday or two days ago on the, on the Insider. Um, so it's like a baseball card almost. It's only worth what people will pay for it. Uh, Jeremy, I think, has some interesting stuff on that. I want to let him speak. And I know he has a, a story of what happened to him recently that I think... You know, it could happen to anybody, but it's, it's, so I'll let him speak to that. Yeah. Thanks, Meg. You know, I, I think to dumb it down even more, you know, people are like, why, why do people want to buy JPEGs? Why are they going to buy a, a, a digital image? You know, and I think to compare it to what we know now, you know, I think that's the hardest thing with this whole web three metaverse thing is like, it's so foreign to everybody is how do we compare it to what is happening in life now? So why do people collect things, you know, like Meg said, trading cards, knickknacks, beanie babies, you know, you go back to look at uh tickle me Elmo in the craze that was built around that it was limited stock and the community built the hype around it. So you know, it, it, it's a transfer of what people are collecting di are in the physical where, you know, people that are Beanie Baby collectors, unless they're really good at cataloging it and putting it on their website for people to see, that person that owns those are going to be the only ones that really get to enjoy it and see it. When you convert it to the digital side in the NFT space, you're able to 
basically flex a little bit in your public wallet that shows I own, you know, the board eight yacht club or the crypto punk or, you know, the V friends. And so it, it takes you from, you know, being, being this kind of collector and it's only good for you. And like Lisa said, the Mona Lisa, or if you own, you know, a Picasso, you're only going to be able to enjoy that in your house. If people come there, this lets everyone kind of enjoy what you're owning. And so like on the, on the, the NFT side that I'm seeing is the community that's going to be built just like when you get into chat rooms or, I mean, Reddit is built off of that discord. You're just gathering a bunch of people that value similar things. And so while most projects are probably going to go to zero, you know, they're still just like in the internet, you know, when it was built, most of those .com websites, they're no longer around. And only a few that are really building that community, but also the people that are running it, you know, just like it, it's going to be like any business, you know, while the hype is big now, it's not going to always be that way if the founders of the company can't sustain an actual business from it long term. And so for me, I, I'm trying I, I, I'm trying to get my toes wet into the NF just to buy an NFT. And I've been following Bobby Hundreds uh, of the Hundreds clothing brand and Gary Vaynerchuk kind of got him into the space. And so he started the Adam bomb club. Oh, I'm sorry, the Adam bomb squad. And he has, I think 3,500 or 20, maybe it's 25,000. I can't remember unique assets. So like a lot of these NFT projects that you've seen, it's all digitally generated from an algorithm that gives unique characteristics to each image. Well, the Atom Bomb Squad, they physically design those bombs over the last 20 years of their streetwear brand, and they're selling those individual bombs as NFTs. And so, you know, I've been on Discord, I've been listening, you know, on Twitter spaces that they do uh, a couple times a week, and um, I'm like, I just want to get one so I can go through the process, add you know, my Ethereum to my MetaMask, which is basically your digital wallet that currently that's what you need to purchase NFTs or certain things um, on the blockchain. And so, you know, the process is very bulky right now of of getting money. Let's say I'm using Gemini app, which is where is basically like stocks, but it's all for crypto. Um, the, I don't know if you saw yesterday, the Winklevoss twins, um, formally, you know, that helped, uh, Mark Zuckerberg build Facebook. They just got funding for $400 million to fight against meta trying to get into, you know, the, the open source market. And so it's kind of funny that they're trying to, um, fight Mark again, 20 years later, but anyways, um, you know, I, I'm wanting to support and buy this. So I went through all the steps. I, it took me weeks really to get my crypto from Gemini to my MetaMask. And then MetaMask is where I'm going to connect to, let's say, OpenSea. So OpenSea is basically a, a digital marketplace to buy NFTs um, from these, you know, from these brands. Well, I thought I went to the right uh, account and I was searching for all the NFTs available for the Atom Bomb Squad. And they literally had, you know, thousands and thousands of just pages. And so I'm, I'm combing through, I find an NFT that I really liked. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to buy it. And it wouldn't work. So I came back the next day, try to figure it out. And so I finally was, was able to connect my MetaMask to OpenSea. So I was like, all right, I'm going to buy it. Um, so I was like, yep, it went through. I'm now the owner. I was pretty stoked. And so all of these communities are building up on Discord. And if you're not familiar with Discord, it's <laughs> it's like chat rooms on crack, like it, it gives me a headache because there's so much going on. Um, all these different threads, different conversations. It's like Slack almost, but, you know, a ton of uh, community-driven, you know, 
um, content. And so I go on there, they, they have you go through the process to verify that you own one of their NFTs. And I was going through the process. They kept saying, you've been verified, you know, you'll, you'll be a part of this secret. They have secret rooms only for NFT holders. And they, you know, they drop secret content and stuff. And I was trying to get in there and it wouldn't work. And I mean, over three or four days, I'm trying to figure out how to do it, going through the same process. And people on the moderators are like, do this. And I'm like, I'm doing it. Well, someone in the thread, they're like, Jeremy, post your, post your NFT that you bought. And I posted it. And the guy's like, that's a fake. And I'm like, what do you mean that's a fake? I just spent hundreds of dollars on this NFT um, on OpenSea. Again, I thought it was all credible because it was on OpenSea and, you know, that's being naive. And so he's like, yeah, the account you bought it from is a fake Adam Bomb Squad account. And that it's not legit. It's not it's not part of the Adam Bomb Squad. And, and so I dig a little more and turns out that I gave, you know, some Ethereum to uh, an account that looked like them, but they were scammers. And so my first NFT has no utility. It's not authorized. I basically have a JPEG that I could have right clicked, like you said. So, you know, a lot of it is getting your feet wet and learning the process because it's, you know, my, I thought I was doing my due diligence and it turned out to bite me in the butt. But now I know, look for the blue check mark for verified accounts to buy your so, NFT. So Jeremy, OPC, you're, so. you're a cautionary tale about the whole newness of this all. Like a, a lot of people don't know what, you know, they're doing. They're, they're kind of, you know, just going into this kind of blindly and you pull the trigger without, it sounds like without really doing your due diligence on making sure you're in the right account. Um, and I think this is probably, uh, and we're going to get to this in a few minutes about, you know, purchasing these, like you really have to know what you're doing because it's, there are so many scammers out there willing to take your digital money um, or take your real money and give you what you think is a digital, you know, an NFT. And it's, it turns out to be bogus. Now I want to get back to, uh, you know, Meg and Jeremy, what you, what you guys both talked about earlier and also Lisa, um, Jeremy, you made the case about owning a piece of, of art, a piece of physical art and having only, you know, your house, you know, you display it in your house and only the people um, who come to visit, you can see it. Now, I would argue, what do you, what, who are you showing off a piece of digital art to? And why would you spend, like, I, I can't wrap my mind around this. Um, you know, I, I just purchased something that um, I could, it, it exists only online in a digital format. Like, wh where's the benefit to me? Like, what is my motivation into owning something like this other than p potential investment? So there's a couple different ways that would be, you know, applied. So I'll talk about what's going on right now in the younger generation. So they have these necklaces now for the kids and any type of NFT that they buy on there. It literally it's like a chain and it has like a little screen on it and you can flip through it and it kind of shows off all of their NFTs. Um Think about Fortnite, okay? Fortnite is a metaverse and they are buying things with tokens, okay? To dress their avatars or to outfit their Fortnite castle or whatnot. Um, Pokemon Go is a metaverse in the real world. So these NFTs are all in there, you know? We can buy them, we can dress our avatars with them. So for our industry, it's, we make this part of our business plan, right? We make it part of, our marketing plan. Um, I think I got off topic on there because I was so excited about this metaverse note that I have, but we're seeing this um, as a label of things that really already exist and, and bringing that meta to the physical. I'm sorry, uh, Jeremy, go ahead. I totally got off subject on that because I got really excited about the Fortnite um, reference and then went. <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot of it, it seems it's the reason I feel like it seems like we're sporadic in a way is because there's so much going on and we're still the reason we're doing these spaces is like so we can better understand it because while it's the wild west right now it's going to be our normal way of life you know moving forward as far as you know smart contracts 
and being able to do things on the blockchain to where it's decentralized and no major entity, whether it's government or, or big business, you know, they're not going to be making those manipulative decisions. It's going to be community driven. So with the, the, the NFTs, you know, why do people want a blue check mark on Twitter or Instagram? You know, it, it, sh- it, it gives you credibility. It, it, it's a digital flex in a way of like, I'm important, you know? And I think just naturally as humans, we want to feel validated. You know, there's, why do we buy, you know, nice clothes or cars or, you know, make our houses nice it's 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 a societal thing to to kind of hey this is who i am kind of status and so just like the blue check mark an nft if you have one of one of people and you are that sole owner the amount it, it is like having a mona lisa in your in your house and again it's subjective people are like well it's digital it doesn't have the merit says who you know what i mean it's it's what the community says is is valuable and so just like you have a painting in your house you can have a digital screen that showcases i own these nfts if you look jimmy fallon just changed his avatar on twitter to a bored ape and he's spending whatever hundreds of thousands of dollars to a million for that to one, be a part of a community, but also he owns one of one in this large community that values that. Again, it might not be worth anything in a couple of years, but I think having those NFTs in it, 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 it's helping you connect with people that value the same things you do. Whether, like Meg said, it's for nonprofits that you support or brands you buy. To be able to showcase that, whether it's in Fortnite or Roadblocks or, you know, Meta, being able to showcase what you have, just like, you know, you you dress up when you go to a business meeting. If you're meeting in the Metaverse, you're, you can't be naked. I guess you could be, but you, you, you want to dress and showcase your style, and that's done through, through NFTs. I don't know if... Yes. Yeah, so, so, Jeremy, I, I think it's, <laughs> no, there's there's a lot going on here. And I think for some of us, there's there's a lot to wrap your head around here in terms of existing in, in what, you know, we call a metaverse, um, you know, and to a to a small extent, a lot of people already live in them. You know, they work online all day. But, you know, we're talking about um, in, an actual digital living space where you act you're actually wearing um, clothes from, you know, certain brands and, you know, you're wearing shoes from certain, but like, to me, that to me is, is hard to kind of, kind of envision, you know, I think about the movie and the book, um, Ready Player One, which kind of really opened my eyes to, you know, existing in a physical space, but also, you know, living out your days in a digital space, um, you know, what you're wearing, and we'll talk about the gaming community. Um, but I, you know, I'm a Generation X guy. Uh, you know, I know for the younger generation, it's the, the people that grew up in the gaming communities. It's it's easier to see and to wrap your head around. You know, for for me personally, it's 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 hard for me to see this. And I see Lisa has her hand up. Well, I think um, Jeremy, that was all great um, commentary, and and Vince, I think what you're saying. Um, how you're looking at it resonates a lot with folks in our industry and just in general. So wanted to connect a few dots related to um, bridging these, this gap, you know, this gap between um, folks who, who don't understand it, can't get their heads around it and this community that's living in it every day and how that relates to our promo world. So just a few simplified um, examples, and we're, we're focusing on art and music here, but um, if we have time today, hopefully we're going to talk about supply chain and smart contracts and taking crypto as payments. But to keep on the theme of art, um, NFTs can come with um, unlockable content. And the way I see that playing out in the promo space is that unlocked content can be physical merchandise. Uh, 
there's a word for that that's being coined, which is called fidgetal. So it's the digital and the physical um, that that's being brought together where I see this as the sweet spot for our industry, that we should jump on this bandwagon and we should ride this wave of the physical pieces. And we also, our industry is so well set up to add digital merch to company stores where brands can feature uh, branded wearables or a water bottle or a tote bag that's digital that then your avatar can wear to an event that's not necessarily in the metaverse, but you attend it as an avatar. Um, for example, I belong to a group called XR Women, and we meet in a, in, a, in a virtual meeting space as avatars once a week on Wednesdays. And if I could be wearing NFTs for charity apparel to those meetings, you bet your butt I would be because I believe branding is what we live in, in, and die for in our industry. So be able to transition from the physical or marry the physical with the digital. Another example is I played in a charity golf event in the metaverse. And my it would have been amazing if my avatar could have had a branded golf shirt on and I received an actual golf shirt in the mail before the event. So if I can help everyone on the call kind of understand where the revenue opportunities are for our industry, I think that's the low-hanging fruit that's actually happening right now today um, that, that, you know, I would like to see our industry get more in tune with and aligned with. Um, and think of this, guys, no supply chain issues. You know, if it's a digital piece of merch that's an NFT, uh, we don't have a supply chain issue. And then if we can get the value add with the physical piece, well, that's a win-win all around. So... Just wanted to connect those dots a little bit. Yeah, Lisa, you you certainly did that. And you also unpacked a lot that I'd like to touch upon. So when you talked about the, the digital, um, and I'm thinking that's PH, not F, right? If it's the phys right. physical and the right. digital. Combined. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit more about how you see that playing out now? Because I thought about this, you know, our industry is a very tactile industry. Um, you know, it's, you know, we pride ourselves on, you know, being able to touch it and feel the products. Um, where do you see, can you talk a little bit more about that digital, like using some sort of digital token to unlock physical uh, items? Sure, sure. So a couple ways we can think about that. One um, technology that I love is the 3D showroom experience. So there, there are showrooms that have been built where products can be seen from every angle and, and, um, you know, be real. You can go right in. If it's an apparel piece, you can zoom right into the weave. You can see the stitching. Um, you know, you can see this piece from all angles. And there's even technology where you could try that garment on your avatar. So your avatar is made to your sizing and spec. Um, and then you go into a, a showroom and you view products and try on products. And then the actual physical piece can be sent to you in the mail after it's been created or after it's been pulled from inventory. So imagine how game-changing that would be in our industry for apparel. How many uh, apparel pieces are returned because the sizing isn't right? So that's one use case and example where I see the digital and the physical coming together. Um, and then again, just with events and things where you're, you're sent a, or given a, a digital NFT and then you're sent the actual physical piece that goes with it. So when you're at, at an event as your avatar and you're holding your NFT water bottle, you also have a physical one in your hand um, while you're attending the event. And then we could get into, you know, actual VR immersive experiences where, um, you know, you could actually put the garment on your avatar and actually kind of feel like you're putting the garment on. But that that's really, you know, a little bit further down the road um, in what we're talking about. But the, the 3D showrooms are incredible. Does that answer the question? Yeah, for sure. I think there's, um, like you said, some of this seems to be in the far off distant future. But I do think 
that was a great example of what it would look like in in the not so distant future. Um, Meg, I think you wanted to jump jump in here. I was just going to add to that, Ben. I think think about like a future education session at an ASI show when we're talking about NFTs, and then we go out and anyone who wants to you know register for this, they get an NFT of a shirt, digital shirt with the slogan or the logo or whatever it may be from that education session, people that are going to be attending it virtually can wear that. And it's just, it's really cool to be able to see that. And then they have that. So when they go into other metaverses in the future, they'll have that shirt from that specific education session or that specific event. So it's like, you know, the clout that that goes on with you to future events. Yeah, I love that example because that really kind of brings it home. It's it's a real world, real, a real world example of what we actually do here. So that makes sense to me. How how far off do you think this is? At least Meg's example. Jeremy, I mean, sorry, Vin. I will say that I attended Adobe Max this year for the first time. Uh, I was, you know, Jeff Anderton told me about it and I was so pumped up and I went to register about six months prior to it. And it was like, nope, already sold out. And then I think I was on TikTok the night before and they were like, it's free. Go, go, go. So I registered and almost the entire time, uh, Jeremy can also speak to this. They were talking about augmented reality, virtual reality and with workbooks. And I'm telling you, this is the future. This is what they are grooming all of the new graphic designers coming in uh, to that world of, of how to do. And I feel like the more we have that, the more it's going to grow. I mean, if anyone sat back and saw the keynote from uh, Zuckerberg and he went into all of the things, whether you agree with that or not, most people in the crypto space aren't Facebook fan, um, fans. But for people that are our age, our generation, we basically kind of grew up in the Facebook world. They're offering things like um, uh, office you know, time. You can get together with your your, your coworkers and it's it's going it's going there. It is going there. I would say by 2022, 2023, if people aren't adapting it, they're going to be left out. And I think just talking about it more, uh, speaking at it at conferences, doing something really cool like an NFT drop just to get people excited about it. I think it's just talking about it more and getting people you know, on board um, and sharing our passion and our excitement about it as well. But yeah, I think with Adobe Max setting that bar this year, I mean, I left that thing so inspired. And I was telling Jeremy and Lisa, I took off the last two weeks in December uh, and I'm going to sit and invest in myself and I'm going to go through those workbooks and I'm going to figure out how to do some stuff like this. Because by the time I did one class, I was already able to design like this 3D t-shirt and you could literally just zoom it around. I mean, I am, I was able to do that. That's insane. So I think it's coming. I think it's coming very soon. Yeah. And Go ahead. Lisa. I, I just want to um, finish, you know, tie up Meg's uh, comments. It's here. You know, this is happening already. The, these types of um, experiences are happening with, with big brands already. We're not seeing it so much because if you're not in the community or, or you're not living it every day, you're not seeing it. But, but, I believe it's already happening and it's, I've seen it. I've participated in it. Um, it it's really what is happening right now. So um, I think it's important to, to realize that this is all happening super, super fast. Um, and, and just to give one, another example of a relationship to our industry, if you could imagine there's a trade show and say we do um, socks or hats and there's a hang tag on that physical piece of apparel that's a QR code that allows you to claim your NFT and then you claim your NFT and it's a digital version of that physical piece. So that's another way that this will be playing out and is playing out now. Um, we have a client who's working on a project just like that um, for socks. And it's gonna be really cool. The socks will be designed in individually as NFTs. And you'll even be able to try on your socks in an augmented reality um, experience on your phone. And it'll look like your, your sock and your foot is in your room. So, I mean, these things are already happening. Um, and, and Meg's experience, you know, is, is is relevant because she actually designed a shirt. Wow. You know, that's incredible, Meg. Thanks. And I, Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah. I just want to add, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this a little different. Like I, the fidgetal part is really what I like, you know, I don't play video games. 
I'm not interested really in the metaverse side of things as far as a personal perspective. You know, business, I I see that it's going to be integrated, but the mass adoption, I think, is a long, long way away as far as people really living in the metaverse, in my opinion. You know, I'd much rather be barbecuing outside than hanging out with my friends in a in a uh, uh, a meta room, you know, and so the 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 fidgetal side I, that I really like is that one. It's that smart contract, the decentralization. You know, you're cutting out a lot of the middleman, and being able to secure that NFT. If if you follow V Friends, which is Gary V's project, he's doing a great job of the fidgetal. You know, he has his artwork, and yes, it's. It's ugly to me, but what I love is all the physical that comes with it. And that's where I think the the, the mass adoption is going to come before actually people living on, you know, Oculus, um, you know, for a majority of their day. I, I think it is it is happening, but for the majority of people, it's the concert ticket. It's I'm going to buy that NFT. I'm going to get you know, early passes to the show. I'm going to get a t-shirt from the show. I might get exclusive EPs from that band. And that's the application that we can use, I think, sooner than later in our our space for our clients. Because again, we're B2B. So how they are going to be looking for all this and how they can promote their brand digitally. And so we're going to have to be set up to help them do that, you know, the, the animation, the 3d graphics, there's going to be a whole lot of demand and a lot of, a lot less supply until more graphic designers are getting into the space to be able to design, not only design the shirt for the metaverse, but code it. And there's going to be all these new, I think, positions in our industry that are going to be popping up for these new roles of 3d designer you know coders for the metaverse on the blockchain and so that's you know i'm i'm learning about that whole metaverse side of things but for me i'm more excited about how people are going to be able to distribute their brand through an nft but then how does that play in the the physical because you know for now the, the physical is where we're at you know whether we try on socks digitally we still want to go and try things on and wear physical goods in the real world. So that's the part I really love about how we can provide customers the technology or the opportunity and even the, 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 the strategy for them to connect to their audience. And we're helping facilitate that. Someone buys the NFT on OpenSea, we get their information, we put it in a kit, we ship them you know, their physical goods attached to the metadata in that NFT. And so those are the things that I'm I'm trying to dig into more to really figure out how to do that for our customers because we are B2B at the end of the day. Right. Jeremy, well said. Um, so I want to invite anyone who has a comment or question to, now to um, request a mic and I can get you uh, up here. You know, you can ask a question, you can add a comment. Um, now, now, our industry is traditionally older. They, they're late to adopt. So uh, I'm, I'm really curious as to when we're going to see this. And I know we don't have the answers right now. When do you guys think there's going to be, you know, adoption across the board in this industry? And now, Maggie and Lisa, you guys said, you know, it's already happening. When do you think it's going to be serious? When it's, When's it going to be, you know, part of the normal day-to-day -day doing business? Um, I feel like it's going to start happening when the when the bigger suppliers and the distributors are seeing that they're missing out, and it's going to take one big supplier to adapt it and um, and really push forward and put out content, and people are going to have FOMO, and then everyone else is going to want to come on. It's going to become the next promo standards. Um, I don't know when, um, but if I think the real world is moving along with this, and if we don't evolve and adapt with it, we will be left behind. Yeah, and, and I think that our clients are going to drive this as well. Big brands that are engaged already, they're going to look for us to be 
Well, we want to position ourselves as service providers. That's what I think. I think our clients are going to be having the FOMO and they're going to be coming to us and saying, how can you create an NFT for me? How can I have my digital pieces that to Jeremy's point support the physical? I think this is, you know, both sides, it's, it's a holistic approach to this um, where we're providing the physical and the digital. So I, I think our clients are going to drive this for us. And um, it's the or early adopters and futurists and visionaries in our industry um, who take the chance, who take the risk, who are always learning and who are curious, who are going to um, change the conversation here. And I, I feel like Jeremy, myself and Meg you know, we want to be on the forefront of that and we're diving in and we're making things happen already. Um, so I think if we have this conversation a year from now at ASI in January in, in 2023, um, this is what we're going to be talking about and focusing on. Yeah. And Vin, you know, don't, don't, feel bad if you do like if it's confusing because literally we are 0.1 of one percent like you know th this is such a new frontier that you know the reason i think meg and lisa like we're so excited about it is because we we've been studying it for you know six months to a year and maybe even longer and seeing the progress the progress within that timeline and how more people are jumping on, you know, and that's, I think, being that early adopter and learn now and start fumbling through it now and feel dumb now, that way, as the because the technology is going to progress, it's going to be a lot easier to buy NFTs right now, it's a little cumbersome. But going through that process and figuring it out now is going to save you and your team a lot of time with that learning curve when, oh, Alpha just got on it or Sanmar, now I need to learn about it. Learn about it now. So you're going to be one of those because the people, our clients, they're going to, if they go to a, their normal merch supplier and ask them about that and they have no clue, they're going to go elsewhere. They're going to find someone that can service them with that. And that's going to in turn service them potentially with the physical and production of their normal branding or promotional product. So, you know, I think now is the time just to learn. And again, if you, at the minimum, just follow Gary V and just listen to how he's talking because he's really good at dumbing it down and making it uh, digestible for a lot of people. There's plenty of podcasts that he has specifically that share about all of this. And he gives great real world examples of how you can use the value of the NFT for, you know, entry fees for products for one-on-ones, you know, consulting is a great opportunity on that. Um, so, you know, with Lisa and Meg, we're, I think we're excited because we see what is going to come. It's not going anywhere. It really, it's, it's not a fad. It's not, just a trend it web three is going to be our future and again nfts are such a small part of that and I, that's what we're talking about now but the bigger picture of web three is you know is going to be the next iteration and you know it's start now why not yeah yeah well said both of you i think um you know i think it all comes down to the buyers the buyers who um, you know, they're going to get younger and, uh, you know, this generation is gro has grown up with technology. Um, you know, we talk about the gaming community, the, the, you know, the gamers have lived within the metaverse for a while. This is not something that is, is new to them. Like, you know, they are in the metaverse all the time. Um, they're playing games. They're, you know, mingling with their friends. It, that to me, I feel like as, as the buyers become younger and younger and they are, you know, Gen Z is, is, you know, now inside the, uh, the, you know, they have the buying power. I think millennials have, uh, the most buying power right now. Um, you know, they were kind of on the cusp, you know, they grew up with, you know, the internet. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm Gen, like, I'm, I'm like you, Jeremy. I'm, I didn't grow up with the internet. I don't play video games. Uh, you know, to me, I feel like this is, this is foreign and I can't imagine, 
like an, an alternative reality where, you know, you're hanging out in the living room with your friends, but they're really not there. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense to different generations, you know, and they're, and they're coming into their own and they're, and they're buying. And Meg, I, you, t you said something really that struck me was that once the first supplier, you know, really kind of taps into this, then the trend is that's, we're going to see the, the trickle down effect from that. So again, I, I, you know, if anybody has any comments or questions, um, you know, please don't be afraid to, to grab the mic. You know, there's no, there's nothing we, we won't listen to here. You know, it's, it's open here. You know, we'll entertain any comments or questions that you have. Um, so uh, I wanted to go back to one thing, Lisa, you were talking about the blockchain. Um, and I know that was about 45 minutes ago. Feels like it could have been two hours ago, but can you explain what the blockchain is? I, I really can't wrap my head around that either. Um, I, I Yes, I would love to do that. Just a, a couple comments about what we all just talked about. Um, you know, the I, I just want to make the sort of distinction between gaming in the metaverse and attending a um, virtual conference or an immersive conference as an avatar. You know, they're kind of two different, similar but different experiences. Um, so, you know, I'm with you, Jeremy, and I think Meg too. We don't want our, our societies to live in Ready Player One world. You know, we just want to be able to give the industry and, and people a way to have events and things that bring, bring both of those worlds together. Um, and I do notice that uh, Paul is on the uh, is listening in, and I know he's in the employee engagement space. And we didn't even talk about the opportunity for gamification for adding NFTs and these types of experiences into employee gamification models. So that's another um, area in our industry where NFTs related to art and what we're talking about right now, not related to private data and, and smart contracts and supply chain, but what we're talking about right now. So, you know, how do I describe blockchain? Well, you know, Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency. Um, you know, uh, Bitcoin is a blockchain network that has its own native crypto, which is Bitcoin. Um, blockchain, in essence, to distill it down, Vin, is a block of transactions. So uh, transactions happen on the blockchain and those transactions are identified with a numerical hash and those hashes are joined together um, to form a block of transactions. And the blockchain is verified by uh, computer nodes or miners. Sometimes it's uh, proof of work or proof of stake, which is a, a, a more in-depth conversation, but the nodes verify the numerical hashes to confirm that they're accurate and they are the next hash in the, ch in the chain. And once those nodes or, or computers validate the transaction, it becomes immu an immutable part of the blockchain. And because it's a, a distributed ledger, not any one person is in charge of it. It's a, a, a network of computers that verify the data. So that's what blockchain is um, at its core, is a series of hashes or uh, transactions that are combined into a block, chained together to create a block. So can it be hacked? Now, I think that's probably the my... My biggest question here is, you know, if you an NFT, one of a kind, like, is it safe where it is? Like, how, how is that all work? Well, you know, I, I, I can't pretend to have a deep dive into the technology behind that. And there are lots of different blockchains now. So I would say some are safer than others. Do I feel like the Ethereum blockchain is safe? A hundred percent. Do I feel like the blockchain related to Bitcoin is safe? 100%. Litecoin, you know, some of these protocols and um, technologies that have been around from the beginning, yes. 
some of the other ones that are newer and maybe aren't as developed yet and don't have their security in place, maybe that's a little more risky. Um, but I don't want to pretend to be an expert in the security area. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah, that was definitely, um, you know, I'm certainly, um, my interest is peaked. I, I'm going to look into a little bit more on this. You know, I feel like even though you guys are way ahead of the trend, if I got onto it today, I, I'm still ahead of the trend. I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't even, have never even heard of, you know, NFTs. And if they've heard of, you know, Bitcoin, you know, that's probably the one, the one crypto that they've heard of. Um, but yeah, uh, th this has been a really good conversation. And, you know, I know we only have a few more minutes, uh, but I want to thank, uh, you know, Lisa, Jeremy and Meg for, for spending time today. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts before uh, we conclude this space? Yeah, real quick, man. I just wanted to say this. Um, I want to put some things into perspective real quick. So last year, last March, none of us were PPE experts, right? But yet by the end of the year, we sold billions of dollars in PPE. We were forced to adapt and evolve. So think about what has happened in the last several months alone. These big brands, um, Coca-Cola, Charmin, Taco Bell, uh, Nike, Asics, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, they have all launched their own NFTs. So keep that in mind. Now, how many of these big promotional product distributors those clients belong to? So if those distributors aren't talking about NFTs with their big customers, their big brands, they're going to go elsewhere. We preach this all day long. Stay in front of your customers. You know, there's always a touch. You want to keep offering new ideas, new options so they don't go somewhere else. Keep that in mind. Even if you are just picking this up today, you are still ahead of the curve. But we, what you don't want is your competitor or someone them going out somewhere else outside of the promo industry. Let's keep it in-house, people. Keep it in-house. And, and yes, 100%, Meg. And, you know, I'd like to say that, um, you know, I have been doing a deep dive into this for, for many years and have a core group of service providers to provide this technology to distributors and suppliers, so if anyone hears this podcast, um, Vin, if you want to meet one-on-one, -on -one, I'll teach you how to set up a, a Coinbase exchange or an exchange. I'll teach you how to open a wallet. I'll show you how to buy an NFT. Um, I, nothing would bring me more joy than to spread this knowledge to our industry that I have loved for 30 years and has given me an amazing life and, and lifestyle and uh, you know, have my family. I would love to give back to the industry in this way. Um, and just to do a quick, quick recap for folks, how can the industry benefit? Digital, fidgetal, branded merchandise, wearing and using digital merch in the metaverse, gaming sponsorships for brands, advertising and sponsorships in environments like Blocktopia, global virtual trade shows that people attend as avatars, unlockable content with NFTs, NFT drops for brands and products. There's so much more, but those are the real um, opportunities in front of us today, right now. So thank you for letting me speak on that. <laughs> all of that, all of that. Amen, yeah. sister. Yeah, I mean, Lisa, you can tell she's thought through this very deeply, you know, in, in how it relates to our industry, you know, Yesterday, Nike just announced that they are coming out with a merch line for the the video game or the meta game uh, roadblocks. And so prior to that, people were just designing their own Nikes and their own shoes in the metaverse. Well, again, that often authenticity side, Nike is getting in there so that they get their IP at the beginning and they can start infiltrating. So I asked my brother, I said, hey, is your son on Roadblocks? Does he play it? He's like, yeah. And I said, I'm going to buy him some Nike gear. And that just made me think, you know, that's going to be, I am going to purchase that for my nephew for his game. And just like the resort wear tourism space, you might buy a t-shirt for your brother or sister, but then you're going to buy, you know, uh, Marguerite, or not, maybe not Margaritaville, but like, you know, uh, Florida or, or Cancun, you know, if you're going to buy a tchotchke for 
on the tourist side, you can just buy NFT. And now that brand is going to have real estate in the metaverse for, again, it's a different generation. It might not be our generation. It might be the younger generation and the ones coming up by that. But like Lisa said, Blocktopia is virtual real estate and people are already setting up offices in the virtual world headquarters in the metaverse. And so to, for all those people that are going to live in that space, it's, everyone is going to want to showcase their brand, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, like Meg said. So again, it's getting your head wrapped around it. And the best way is to actually do what Lisa said, get your MetaMask going, get your Coinbase or Gemini account going, purchase something and test it out. Even if it's, you know, it's a really low cost, just buy it to see that whole process. Just because the more you know about how it works, it's going to be a lot easier for you then to share with your audience, which is people in our space. So, Well, well said. And I thank you to all three of you for spending an hour with me today uh, in promo space. This has been fascinating and I'm, I'm intrigued. And Lisa, I'm going to take you up on, you know, maybe doing a deeper dive into uh, NFTs and crypto. Uh, maybe early into 2022, we'll, I'll set up a podcast with you and we can really hash through it all. I would love that. Then, thank you. Yeah, thank you all. And thank you for everyone, you know, for listening. This has been a really awesome space. Um, I do these every Friday at one o'clock. I won't be doing one next week because of the holiday, but I'll be doing the one the week after. So just put it in, the, in your calendars. I, you know, I try to keep it consistent. Sometimes, you know, I can't. I'll have it on a, a certain day that's not Friday or a different time. Uh, but just keep, you know, keep your eye on my, uh, my Twitter feed and, and you'll know when these feature ones are coming up. But again, thank you guys. This has been eye-opening, fascinating, and, and you've turned me into a at least a, a mild fan here. I'm, I'm interested and I want to learn more. So thanks, guys. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Vin. All right. Appreciate have a great... It. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. Y'all.